Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive, and the world I'm turning inside out. Yeah. I'm floating around in ecstasy. So don't stop me now. Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. This week, hey Rob, what did you read this week? Not a damn thing. Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. We didn't read anything this week. So whatever will we do for, you know, the better part of an hour? All right. You know what? That's kind of a lie, though, because we're still in the middle of this whole, like, anthology thing. So I that's did a true. lot of reading. It's yeah. just stuff that yeah, I've already read. True. And, and it's more, yeah. I've read a lot of bios. <sighs> yeah, I've read <laughs> I've read a lot of notes about things that are wrong. I've also read a lot about people hating technology like scanners. Apparently, nobody loves the scanner. Yeah. That yeah. Well, so we haven't read anything interesting or or fictional that's <laughs> that's entertaining. Um so yeah, this is going to be another interlude episode. You know, at one point we should number the interludes. So you say like this is interlude number 38. Um I think I informally have them in like mentally numbered and I think we're around number like 8 or 9 now. Is that it? Really? Yeah, wow. there's not a lot. God damn, we read a lot of books. All right. I'd be yeah, I'd be surprised <laughs> if it was double digits. Wow. Well, there you go. This is interlude number something. Um, we've got a few different things to talk about. We've got some uh, uh, some exciting stuff coming up here. We've got what at the end. I'm going to go ahead and preview it now. We have a Patterson watch, uh, first one mm-hmm. of this year, first one of 2013. Oh, yeah. So kicking it off right in. Uh, well, I guess not. It's February now, right? Yeah. So it's not the beginning of the year anymore. At any rate, lots of fun stuff. But I'm looking forward to Patterson watch specifically. And continuing our trend, sacrificing our social lives for for the podcast. Um, there's like three different Groundhog's Day parties that I'm not at tonight, so that we can um, record record this episode for everybody. I'm Rob. Yeah. What is a Groundhog's Day party? I, <laughs> um, you don't know? They don't have those in Romania. N- no. <laughs> Groundhogs are or, Groundhog or, Day parties, or, or in Chicago. Or, or where I currently live that I'm Damn aware it. of. All right. Well, at any rate, um, I, we just record on holidays. I mean, it is a nationally recognized holiday. There could be a Groundhog Day part. I know, actually, I read somewhere that someone was just watching the movie Groundhog Day over and over again. Then that's what constitutes a party? Did you? Well, <laughs> have you seen the movie? Yes, I have. Okay, so you understand why yes. that's kind of funny, but also a little ridiculous. Yes, I have seen the movie. I actually enjoy that movie, and I've seen it a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. Recorded right in Woodstock, Illinois, not far from us. I just found that out today, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, <laughs> that's a long, long way of saying we are recording this on Groundhog Day, like we recorded on, what did we Halloween, mm-hmm. New Year's. Did we Wait, do because of Christmas? Like every day, yeah, like Christmas, Christmas night, yeah, yeah. Um, probably Martin Luther King. Did we? No, that was just the other. That was like this week. All right, but a lot of it. <laughs> Boxing Day, probably those Canadians. <laughs> Boxing Day is not the day that the servants um, have to throw out all the boxes from the gifts. I was totally mistaken. <laughs> I, you know what? I've heard Boxing Day explained like seven times. 
still really don't have a grasp of what it actually is or why it exists. Okay, so here it is. I'm going to explain all it right. to you. All right, here we go. Boxing Day is when all of the servants and like the people who had to work on the holidays to take care of like the wealthy people, it's when they get to celebrate Christmas. Why it's called Boxing Day specifically, I have no idea, but that's, I believe, what it is. See, I heard that it was something about how um, it's, it's kind of weird, like kind of what I heard was something about how you take stuff from your house like it's basically like re-gifting to poor people on the day after christmas or something like that it's very confusing to me like it's a day where you you like gather up all the shit you don't want and give it as gifts to people who are less privileged that could be now according to wikipedia the source of all knowledge boxing day is traditionally the day following (laughs) christmas day when servants and tradesmen will receive gifts from their superiors or employers known as a christmas box Today, it's better known as a pub bank or public holiday that occurs on 26 December or the first or second weekday after Christmas Day, depending on the national or regional laws. All right. I mean, I mean, it's still a holiday that doesn't matter is, is what it gets down to. Right. Yes. Yes. That is what it means. It has nothing, it has nothing to do with Muhammad <laughs> Ali. <laughs> Sorry, Canadian friends. You got to come up with some better holidays. There you go. Yeah. All right, so uh, what do you want to talk about first? We have a whole list of topics. we got a giant list of topics. I think we should just jump right into the... Let's just go... Yeah, let's kick it off with... Uh, I'll let you introduce this one because you you made this discovery. All right, so this has been bugging me for a few days. I'm too lazy to do any real research, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But Mark Z. Danielewski has be, begun posting um, weird oddities, I'm assuming related to his upcoming, uh, his upcoming, upcoming release. So far, I've seen two of them. And they are both a completely black picture with a series of numbers. The numbers are different from each picture that I have no idea what they mean. Yeah. So in the comment threads on Facebook for these two pictures, there's like 80 different assholes thinking they know what's going on. Some people think that they're like uh, the numbers are uh, like latitude and longitude or like GPS coordinates. Uh, Other people think they're ISBNs. There's a lot of theories, not a lot of actual fact coming out of this, but this is what your intrepid, booked reporter, investigative reporters did before recording this podcast. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I downloaded from Facebook one of these photos, opened it up in Aperture, which for anybody who's not familiar with Apple software, Aperture is like they're like a photo editing software. And I tried to manipulate it. Well, first of all, this is like I got all inspired by that um, that uh, that that internet security. The I'm sorry, the the virus software guy that they was he was accused of murder. Do you know about this? McAfee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How they found him? No, I did not know how they found him. Well, he agreed to do an interview with um, some. I don't know if it was a website or or a newspaper or whatever. Uh, on the condition, obviously, that his location would remain secret, mm-hmm. and, so, and so they did this interview, and they they posted the interview, and it involved and included a picture of him that they took while they were interviewing him, and they had forgotten to take out all of the like the metadata, like the the GPS court, like the, uh, that type of information mm-hmm. from the picture, and the authorities took the picture and, and analyzed it, and based on that, they they used that to track him down. So I figured, hey, if the FBI can do it, why can't I, right? So, so what did, what did you come up with? 
Um, nothing. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's no information about the type of camera that was used or uh, where the photo originated or anything because it's essentially just nothing. It's just like a black square. And then I tried to change it, like invert it, so it was like a negative and put different filters on it. No, no, nothing. It's just a black picture of nothing. You know, I was thinking the whole time you were talking about McAfee being found that way was um, I was just stunned that the government could figure that out. Like, I totally thought it was like anonymous or something that was able <laughs> to give up his information somehow because I didn't think the government could do something that... <laughs> Could, yeah. could pull their shit together in that way. Yeah, and be like, hey, maybe there's metadata in this photo. <laughs> oh, look at that. He's in South America or wherever the hell they found him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so don't know what that's about. There's a bunch of numbers. It's on his Facebook page, so if you're a fan of or whatever of, of Daniel Uski, you can go and look at these black square photos with these numbers and also be bewildered by what they are. Um, but I'm hoping it means that there's a book coming out that's better than the 50-year sword. <laughs> Chances are good. Chances are excellent. Based, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a numerologist. Those numbers, to me, indicate that that is a very strong possibility. Is he the one that's coming out with like a 14-volume set of books about a cat or something? Oh, it's about a girl and her cat. All right. So, well, yeah. girl too. That's better. That's even better. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, just a cat. Yeah. No, I guess the cat's her familiar... So uh, I I promise promise that we'll be reviewing at least the first volume on this show. <laughs> so I don't know if we're gonna go all fourteen, but uh, if we do, we'll be getting very familiar with that cat as well. Badoom! There it is, John Ferguson. All right. So I want to talk about some fiction that's coming up a little bit sooner than that. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that's on the horizon, and and. It, the, one of the reasons that I kind of wrote some of these down was just so that I didn't forget about them because like we get these notif- you know these messages from people about books coming up a lot and if we don't keep them you know in the front of our minds it just go away so uh, one thing that we've been seeing a little bit of talk about lately is uh, the the new J David Osborne book low down death right easy uh, for avid listeners of the podcast you'll remember as far back as, episodes in the 20s which by the way now we're recording 130 so it's quite a while ago over 100 episodes ago um this book came up as being the upcoming book when we were talking to him for the warmed and bound sessions later on it was something that jeremy robert johnson talked about when we had him on he was excited to have it coming out and it look and it's looking like it's a, a reality in the near future i think uh in the next month or so it should be being released so that's something we have been hearing about forever, so it's it's nice that we'll eventually we'll we'll, we'll very soon soon Livius be mm. able to uh, crack mm. into that one. <clears throat> Done talking about measures of time in the future. By the way, I refuse to address <laughs> anything related to coming up in the future, any type of time measure. Um. Also, well, the- <laughs> JDO did he not give us a pretty good uh, in depth look at it when he was on our Bizarro episode? I think that might be where he gave us a good long look at it. At the measures of the. British time, yes, or low down death right easy. I'm not oh, sure yeah, which I one. Think so. I think I that think would he, be. Yeah, it, yeah. but yeah, it, I think so. A surreal, pitch black Oklahoma noir, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I all I remember was at some point he was telling us about how people go catching fish with just their hands by like sticking their hands in the fish. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, there was called was like that too. Carping or something like that. I think that was it. I don't know. It was just freaky. I was like, I don't understand people from Nebraska. Um, 
Which, I mean, I don't think I've ever understood people from Nebraska, but that's not helping at all. Oh, man. Listen, <laughs> listen to us as big city boys not understanding how the other half lives. <laughs> I've never stuck my hand into the mouth of a fish. Yeah, I ever. haven't either. Yeah. I went fishing once, and uh, it was actually a lot of fun, but we were on like a really nice boat where like the it had like a captain and a skipper, and they would set like the reels and stuff, and they'd be like, <laughs> grab that one, grab that one. Like, you know, so you'd go and grab it, and then they basically just take it from you and reel in a fish and tell you you caught a fish. What kind of fancy weird, where was this? On Lake Michigan, it was a, it was a little perk from a place I worked. I'd won some, we had some kind of contest, and a few of us got to go out on a half day on Lake Michigan and drink and do this kind of fishing. So being out on Lake was really nice, but. Did you catch anything? Yes, actually I did. I caught a couple of fish. Like, they, you you assisted in catching some fish? No, I actually did it all on my own for, for one or two of them. Um, I didn't skin them or whatever. That Those guys were paid to do that or whatever. You know, gut them, I guess, and then, I don't know, chop them up in a little fish steaks, which I didn't eat because I don't really care for fish. Yeah. So. I think it's called cleaning. I could be wrong. Cleaning a fish? Does that sound right? It's possible. I have no idea. I just keep picturing that with this other, this carping thing or whatever it was called, that you actually just break their necks if you catch them by hand, you know? It's kind of like like when you grab a chicken and twist their head. Have you done that? No, I've not done that either. I was going to say, this is like outdoorsy Livius. Yeah, <laughs> it's no. like a new person I've never no. met before. I, I will say I was <laughs> present once at a pig slaughtering, but that was I was very young. I was probably, I don't know, 8, 10 it was in Europe. It wasn't here. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I assumed. Yeah. They know how to slaughter themselves a pig over yeah. in Romania, yeah. I'm sure. It's right on Michigan Avenue. It was the craziest <laughs> thing. So. <laughs> anyway, I think we're a little, little off topic here. But, um, yeah, so J. David Osborne coming up uh, towards the end of this month, I think, is when we have that plugged into our calendar. So keep an eye out for that. That's right. What else we got? All right. Well, while we're talking about books... Um, uh, recent, as if there's other things we would talk. About this is this is podcast. this is a good point. I guess I should have said while we're talking about upcoming books. Um, recently, we had uh, Craig Craig Wallwork on the show. Um, his uh, his last book that we reviewed here is doing very very well, my understanding on the uh, on the Amazon charts there. And uh, just to make other authors feel bad, not only did he have one book come out this year already, so it's February whatever now second or whatever. He's going to have another book coming out. Uh, it's apparently based on a James Bond story uh, called The Diaponicus. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my favorite James Bond story. Yeah. So. This is the one This is the one that when we were interviewing him, we, we, we mistakenly, well, I guess not mistakenly because The Sound of Loneliness is an awesome book. Um, but when we, gave, <laughs> when we gave him the option to choose which one we would review, um, I remember him talking about one of them has a lot of masturbation in it. <laughs> I'm gonna do my Wait. best. I'm gonna do my best Craig Wallwork impersonation. Are you ready? Yep. Excessive female masturbation. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yep. And um, he he stuck us with the the zero masturbation book. So if you're into Craig Wallwork stories and into masturbation, um, definitely. Even if you're not. Check out To Die Upon a Kiss because it's Craig Wallwork and you know it's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's definitely on my personal reading list without a doubt. Lives Lunches. That's right. Did you see all the cool stuff Craig was doing? He went around taking pictures of, of areas that um, The Sound of Loneliness took place in and posting them yeah, on Yeah, he Facebook. was kind of like yeah, landmarking the book kind of. Yeah, he's apparently going to do a book trailer and have that in there. But you know what? That guy, uh, pretty talented photographer too from what I saw. 
Yeah, apparently, though, he just can't keep a video. If he's recording video, he can't yeah. keep it steady. Yeah, well, nobody's perfect, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so if this writing thing doesn't work out for him, he can go around chronicling locations for books and do that pretty well. Yeah, we might. Yeah, that's cool. Like that Craig Wall work, I'm sure, to buy, to, to Dubai, that a Dubai upon a kiss. That's going to be the... <laughs> The Bollywood, the, the, the Bollywood the version, the Bollywood yeah. f- film adaptation yeah. of the book. By <laughs> uh. <sighs> um, I'm sure it's going to be great. Is what I'm trying to say. Excessive female masturbation. Excessive female masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Did I sound that creepy when I said it? Because you sounded really <laughs> fucking creepy. Uh, no. no. Okay. Well, you always sound a little bit creepy. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. All right, so this next one uh, has been coming up for a while, and it's been on our radar not since not very long after we recorded that uh, the uh, Noir de Bar Two anthology release in Corridon, Indiana, uh, when we first met C.J. Edwards. C.J. Edwards is one of the head guys at a at a little uh, a newer uh, press called Full Dark City Press, and they just had a release for their first anthology which is called All Due Respect. And uh, you can find, there's tons, I think there's like 29 or something. I believe there. that's correct, yes. Yeah, including Edwards himself, uh, booked alum Matt Funk, Matthew C. Funk, however you want to talk, uh, call him, and, uh, and uh, Andre Bergen, Andres, Andres, Andrews. He's got like seven different names. They're all variations of Andrew. <laughs> but I'm going to say... But I've like, and now since like we've talked about him as Andre so many times on the podcast, I've heard other people say it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so Bergen has got a, a a story in there as well. Let's call him Andy. Andy Bergen. Andy Bergen. So uh, I do have to say that in looking at that lineup, and not just at the book alone, but other people I'm kind of familiar with, I've read some short stories from. I'm not saying this negatively. I don't see Andy Bergen really fitting in. Right there, you know what I mean. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that how that plays out. Well, I, yeah, I know crime so much, but like he definitely is in the hard wild slash noir kind of mm-hmm. fan club with like obviously Tobacco Stained Mountain Goat. We talked right. about mm-hmm. how it was like a love letter to mm-hmm. um, film noir and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I could see it. Yeah, and absolutely no offense to anybody. I think that you know they're he's a great author. I just when I saw that name on there, I was like, I just I just don't I'm not picturing it. So. Is that because like he has such a like a I don't know if sci-fi like sci-fi kind of feel to what he does? That's what I was thinking, like, and that's in my head how kind of how I think about him, like a fantasy more than like the dystopian yep. post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. future kind of yep. thing. Yeah, I guess yeah. So, so any rate, yeah. Also on my to be read list. Yeah, I uh, I picked it up. Uh, just myself just the other day uh, when it when it first released it's it's 99 cents right now on Amazon um, and yeah it, it looks like it's doing I mean first of all it's about 250 pages so that's pretty decent for a dollar you're getting like 29 stories right now it looks like it's doing pretty good in the charts too because uh, in Kindle store Kindle ebooks fiction genre fiction anthologies so basically in the anthology category number 42 which I think if you break into the double digits or you drop into the double digit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. Well, all I got to say is, uh, they better get what they can out of the, uh, Amazon anthology, you know, fiction anthology category while they can. That's right. 
We're going to be on hot on their heels. <clears throat> I hear some. I hear some big boys are coming in in that category. Right. So, so again, ninety nine cents. Hit the Kindle store. I'm sure you won't regret it. Looking forward to seeing what's come from coming from Full Dark City Press. It seems like it's going to be crime heavy, and if they're getting names like this, it's probably going to be good stuff. Agreed. We just saw it too. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know the name, but like they just signed their second author, so it sounds like it won't be very long until they're releasing full novels or at least collections of stories as well. Nice, very nice. Yeah. It's always good to have another, you know, another word I'm looking for. Another small press, so another oh, accessible, yeah. you know, where you actually feel that you can reach out to the people and, and have a conversation with them about what they're writing or what they're doing. And I think that's, uh, I think that's what full Dark City Press is going to uh, is going to be. That's right. So, yeah, looking forward to that for sure. Very cool. So last week, last week, I'm surprised because I have gotten no feedback on my my edition of book news. I've got zero feedback. <laughs> <clears throat> So to be really honest, <laughs> maybe I'd, everybody's just trying to spare your feelings. Uh, well, see, I was thinking, I don't know if we need Skip Papers Lee anymore. I mean, nobody complained. Uh, I thought it was going to be horrible. Uh, I don't know. No, uh, no. Can uh, can I do it again this week? We, you don't. Ha- I mean, it's not necessary. But you'd let me do it, right? If I wanted to do it, I could just do it again <laughs> this week. Yeah. Are you actually prepared for it? No, I'm not prepared for it. Well, then no, of course not. All right, fine. I just want to see if you'd say you'd let me. If it, well, if you were prepared for it, I might consider letting you do it and then running book news anyway. Yeah, next week I might be prepared for it. Ah, uh, damn it! You're not going to be. I know. I know you. You're not going to care enough to prepare for that. But no, no, no. Oh, it was so horrible. Zero feedback on that. None. Have you heard any feedback on it? Skip even Nobody say anything said to you? Yeah, exactly. Not word one <laughs> yeah. uh, about that. So, yeah. I would take that as a some sort of sign. I think sometimes silence speaks louder than words. You know what I'm saying? And um, <sighs> the silence is really shouting out, yeah. please, God, don't let Livius go. This is... This is what the sound of loneliness is. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Losing friends. Did we I lose? Know. I think we lost some likes after that, actually, on Facebook. Actually, our likes are way up over the last few days. Yeah, What's that all about? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Cool. Uh, are, are you trying to segue into booked news? I was thinking that was, that was where I was going with this. Yeah, let's do it. This is Book News. I'm Skip Papersley. Now for the news. The Huffington Post-only book-related piece of journalism today was about a poem about a sad cat. Here it is. My cat is sad. No one else in his family is a cat. We are all human except him. He is excluded from most things. And no one tells him why. He just wants to play and be loved. He looks at us with wonder and disappointment. He says, hello, I'm a cat. What is my existence? What is that? Why it and not me? Please, can you look at me and love me too? Can I have some food, please? I'm sorry I don't like my food so much. Do you want to play with my toys? This one is my favorite. Do you like me? Are we brothers? Why didn't I grow up? Why am I so small? Can you help me be happy? Where are you going? It is a sad day for cats. 
and indeed a sad day for journalistic integrity. In much better news, the book podcast has won its coveted This Is Horror Podcast of the Year title. This is a shock to all of us at Book News because we listen to Pseudopod all of the time. We also may have voted for it several times as well. Well, either way, congratulations to you, Booked, and the boys of Booked. You've earned it. Now the New York Times bestsellers in fiction recap. Stephen Hunter's The Third Bullet comes in fifth place this week. The 10th of December is fourth on our list, and George Saunders is crying. Brad Meltzer's The Fifth Assassin is in third place, confusing everyone. My wife, Gillian Flynn, keeps the magic going on the chart and at home. Gone Girl is number two. The 14th and final Wheel of Time book, A Memory of Light by Robert Jordan, kinda, is number one. This has been Book News. I'm Skip Papersley, signing off. Rob? 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 <laughs> yes. Rob? Rob? Did you hear what he just said? <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I heard it. I'm very excited about this. Dude, how the hell does he find out before we do? He's, well, I mean, he is from the past. So either time travel is involved or maybe he's got some, he, and, and he's married to Jillian Flynn. She might have had some sort of inside knowledge. Uh, maybe he is better at book news than I am. God damn it. Yeah. He got the drop on you big time, <sighs> sir. Uh, for those of you who just need to hear it again, Livius is going to tell you what Skip Paperly, Papersley, uh, the news, the huge breaking news that Skip Papersley just brought us. Hold on, I'm still trying to catch my breath here. <coughs> first of is all, it from the dancing. <laughs> first of all, I'd like to say that I'm very excited to say that now is soon. Mark it in your calendars. This is the definition of soon right here, guys. So apparently, booked podcast, podcast you're currently listening to, in the case there was any confusion, is now. An award-winning podcast. We are This Is Horrors, <laughs> 2012 podcast of the year. That's right. They, yeah, that's huge. If you think about it, yeah, we're definitely an award-winning podcast, and like, that's a, that's a gigantic deal. If you ask me, dude, congratulations! You're an award-winning podcaster. You are too. That's pretty awesome. That is very cool. That's goddamn. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, basking in the glory of this. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm wondering what's going to come of this. Like, uh, um, obviously the president's going to call us, you know, any minute now to, to, to congratulate us. We might get a medal from him. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to snowball from here. There's going to be like, uh, lots of people wanting to interview us. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true. That's very true. I bought, yeah, I bought a new pen the other day, just in case we won this award, I was going to, you know, just wanted to be ready for signing autographs and stuff. So that's ready to go. Did you buy a Parker Jotter? I did. I did. It cost me about $12. <laughs> um, you can see it. If you want to see what it looks like, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. There's definitely a picture of it on Instagram and probably it's on my Facebook as well. So if you want to see a picture of the very nice pen that I bought, it's a Parker Jotter. It's all metal. I know some of them have like a plastic kind of to it but this one's all metal can, can we talk about the part where we just won an award <laughs> all right is that is that cool can we can we hold up on the pen talk for fine, a little bit fine. okay so right. um this is cool because here's what's happened in preparation for this for the last whatever three four weeks now i've had stuff i like kind of wanted to say about the this is horror website but i was like i'm not going to say anything nice about them if we don't win because you know how i am right <laughs> so, bitter and jealous. So, yeah, yeah exactly so <laughs> 
So this is horror.co.uk. Um, you can go to their website. You can go to the awards section. But you know what I'm really excited about? I think this has kind of opened a door for us because we've had a little issue of late. Uh, and I know we've mentioned it on the podcast, but you and I have talked about it ad nauseum about kind of having some trouble with the horror genre of late. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, especially around, surprisingly around uh, Halloween when we wanted to do some really cool horror stuff in October. We were having a terrible time getting, uh, A, finding books on our own, and B, even getting good recommendations. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we got lots of lots of good recommendations for, for collections and stuff, but God damn it, I just want to be immersed in one good horror story. You know, I'm just yeah. like a big horror story. So now, I think we kind of may have an in with some people who are in the know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to building a relationship with these guys. Uh, first of all, because they were nice enough to award us um, this very prestigious, you know, podcast of the year thing. But second of all, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, look, trying to think of what's a good resource for horror. I mean, the website's called This Is Horror. They're uh, they seem like they're you know probably the people to go to for that. Yeah, so they have they have columns, um, they do interviews, uh, they have some some short fiction uh, book reviews, which you know, all right, I'm not real, I'm not real hot on the idea of anybody else doing book reviews, but you know, it, it's cool. They've 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 been around for a while and they, they do their thing, and I won't hold it against them. But um, yeah, I think that uh, that this could be a good resource for people who are into horror. Um, I, I also see that they're going to have their own podcast. I may have to take a listen when their podcast debuts. I did yeah, see that definitely. on their Twitter. Um, so, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, I'm fairly certain that our webmaster, Rob Olson, will provide a linkity link probably to the page where it says that we're winners. Um, but then you can just hit the home button after you're done printing out copies of that to hand out to your friends and put up around your home. All right. And um, we actually just, this is awesome. Uh, I, I want to make a, sh- a mention before we move on to anything else that um, uh, a, a fine gentleman by the name of Lawrence Santoro a fellow Chicagoan, um, and his podcast Tales to Terrify is the runner-up uh, for for the This Is Horror 2012 Podcast of the Year award. And uh, he was so gracious and and, uh, and and everything that he sent us a message congratulating us for the award and um, just having really nice things to say about our podcast. So um, as as awesome and incredible it is to to win an award to make a connection like this to someone else in the podcasting community and have someone be so nice and so like close to home. Uh, it was pretty awesome. It is very cool. Did you, uh, did you, you checked out his website beforehand, right? Yeah, I did a little, re- <laughs> I, I, I didn't do anything nefarious like Livius, like Livius probably would have sent like anonymous after them to try and like shut down their website. Or okay, something I told like you that. when I said, check out their website, I, I check out their podcast. I thought you knew what I meant. Like you might take out their podcast. <laughs> just go take um, a look around, see what you find. Yeah, but I checked out, you know, I, I just kind of skimmed through. I didn't have time. I mean, with the anthology and everything, we were very busy right now. But uh, so I didn't have time to listen to a full episode yet, but I clicked around. First of all, dude's got an excellent, like, reading horror kind of voice. And um, second of all, it's kind of cool. It's it's much in the same kind of vein as, as Pseudopod, where they host, like, uh, pre-recorded uh readings of stories in addition to talking about books and horror movies and having people on to talk about books and stuff as well so seems like it's kind of a nice mixed bag of of different horror kind of talk so i i, I was digging it i think it's pretty cool it does sound very cool you know speaking of which did we get a uh, concession speech from pseudopod yet 
all quiet, as far as I can tell, from Pseudopod mm-hmm. right now. Hmm. Okay. Licking their wounds, licking their wounds. That's how it works. So definitely you're going to want to check out Mr. Santoro's podcast. Absolutely. Um, I think I will, honestly, all I say, I think I'm going to download and listen to it tomorrow morning. Yeah. Maybe we'll see if we can uh, meet up with him for drinks since he is a Chicagoan. <laughs> That's I like, I, anytime I find out anybody that lives near me, it's like, you know, we got to meet up with him. He's listening to these last episodes. He's going to think, you know, there's a good chance I might be up against these guys next year. I don't want them to know where I live. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Knowing Olivia's. Just, you come back with a drink tactics. for the guy, and he's like, no, 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 I'll get my own. Thank you. So. <laughs> I wanna, I'm only drinking out of a bottle I opened myself. <laughs> so Damn, anyway. Like roof eater. Livius orders Rohypnol, and God damn it. Damn can, it. can you actually just <laughs> order that, like, from the bartender? I always thought you had to bring your own. Uh, <laughs> I guess it depends. Probably you're probably gonna have to bring your own. You probably don't want to advertise that you're using it either. That's true. So I'm not. Yeah. So not. to to sum it up, big thanks to Michael Wilson, who uh, I believe is the head honcho over at This Is Horror, um, for uh, allowing us to be nominated and then uh, you know doing all the work to get us this uh, this very prestigious award. And thank you so so much to all of you that voted. Those of you that didn't vote. You're all dead to me. But those of you that voted, <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> he means it too. You're actually dead to him. Yep. Yep. So he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely huge thank you to everybody who voted. Uh, uh, like I said from the beginning, and this is definitely obvious from the from the people we were up against. We weren't going to win this on merit, um, and I say that <laughs> half heartedly because we really do care about the things we talk about on the podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it feels great to have won an award. Um, do you want to talk about some of the other people that won? Are we are we done patting ourselves on the back? I don't know, man. I figured that you were going to stretch this out as long as possible. I mean, we've been talking about it forever. <laughs> oh, believe me, I still have lots to say. You'll be hearing about this probably until next. So probably until next year when we don't win the same award again, and then I'm sure my tone will change. Uh, yeah. Um, or did you? The next, are you gonna hmm? are you gonna fulfill your your the what I promised to the listeners, <laughs> which was. Uh, to to do uh to video record you doing dancing the Gangnam style dance thing. You know I'm no good with technology. It's all right. All right, I have no more comments. You're did you, not did you watch The yet. Office last week's The Office? Yeah. When Jim's wife was trying to videotape the yeah the, the, the recital thing. That's what it would look like. All right. Well, I have I happen to know. All right, I'm going to get around it in a very clever way. So um, you're not going to have a chance a choice. <laughs> It's going to be Rohypnol in my drinks from now on. It's me and uh, Larry there that aren't going to be taking any drinks from you. So It's the two. Yeah, the two of you. We're going to go out for drinks, and I'm going to have both of you doing the Gangnam style dance. I'm you know that Sai has retired that, right? He said he's never going to do that dance again. Well, he might not. Yeah, no, I know, but I was heartbroken. Heartbroken, sir. He, I mean, like, the dude's probably done it, like, thousands of times. Yeah. Yeah, there, I can I can think of few things I've done thousands of times that I would like want to continue doing. I'm talking about reading books, just <laughs> like I'm coming up with a list in my head, and none of it was pretty. I'll be honest, none none of it was pretty. <laughs> Watching the movie A Few Good Men would definitely be on that list. So. <laughs> Any rate, though, validation validation is for us winning this um, this award is the novel of the year was something we reviewed on the show, The Last Final Girl by Stephen Graham Jones. 
Yeah, that definitely like le- that legitimizes the fact that we talk about good horror because that won the not. Well, first of all, big congratulations to Stephen Graham Jones. He obviously deserves it. The dude is just incredible. So very happy for him. Um, but yeah, that does validate that we we know what we're talking about when it comes to horror. Yep. So that was uh, that was very cool. Um, I don't read a lot of uh, I don't read a lot of graphic novels um, at all. But I am a pretty big fan of Joe Hill, who also, he won two awards. And, of course, I just closed out my, my browser that I was looking at. But he managed to snag two awards. We only got one. He got two awards at This Is Horror. And one of them was for uh, for Lock and Key, his graphic novel series. It's a good thing he wasn't on our podcast because he could have some claim to the Podcast of the Year award, too, if that were the case. <clears throat> I will say that he has a book coming out later this year that's called Nosferatu. Um, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be reviewing that on the show. Yeah, of course you want to re- review that. Mm-hmm. It's not about vampires. vampires, though, oddly enough. What? Yeah. How... All right. Is it about a movie about vampires? No, it is. That Nosferatu is a license plate. It's like NOS4, whatever, however you would put Nosferatu on there. Okay. And um, it's about a bad man with a bad car. Is the car a vampire? I have no idea. Because I'm fucking down for that. <laughs> I can't tell you how quickly I would read a book about the car that's a vampire. I'm going to find that book, but it's going to be one of those, like, like straight to Kindle published, like, you yeah. know, with, like, three reviews, but it's going to be about a car that's a vampire. I'm going to make you read that for saying that. <laughs> um, another, another, are we going down the list? or I just, I just do a couple of them. Some of them aren't really reading related. The one I want to point out was uh, uh, the movie of the year because I was campaigning pretty hard for this when I was posting links to the to the voting. Uh, it ended up being Cabin in the Woods, which is definitely, without question, my favorite movie of all of 2012. My favorite new movie. I really enjoyed that movie a lot. That's because it's fantastic. That might be. That might have something to do with it. I uh. may. I may own a shirt that says "Good Work, Zombie Arm." It's it's a possibility. <laughs> All right, this one I had not heard of, but um, short story collection of the year for horror was "Tales of the Weak and Wounded," um, and that was by Gary McMahon. Um, so something that kind of uh, zipped by us, but apparently uh, people liked quite a bit. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm done. Let's keep talking about us. Yeah. So. Next, so here's the next plan. So we got a podcast of the year now. Podcast of the decade. That's the next one. Podcast of the decade. Yep, that's the one I want next. So let's make right. that happen. You heard us. This is horror. Yep. Podcast. Do we have of to be decade. around a full decade in order to be podcast of the decade? You know, I don't know because I got to tell you, it occurred to me when they were launching their own their own podcast <clears throat> that yeah. you know I don't want to say it, but. If we're up against their podcast next year, and they're collecting all the votes. Yeah, so yeah, it's tough to tough to keep your you know, you know, to be objective in those situations. So, but I do make this promise to the folks at This Is Horror and our listeners that we will we will definitely um, be doing more horror this year. I already said yeah. we were going to. I believe in the very first episode before any of this came up. But yeah, I'm definitely looking to more horror this year. That's right. That is right. Speaking of things that are horrible, what else we got? Oh, so this is another, I believe, first for the year. I teased this at the top of the show. Patterson Watch. So it's Patterson been a- Watch. 
So it's been a little while since we've done one of these. Um, and I, I was debating on this one. Like I was looking for, for, you know, books to fill our schedule for, you know, for the rest of this month. And I go, all right, you know, but when I saw this cover, man, this cover with this beauty on it, with the weird <laughs> flaming hair or whatever, I was like, all right, we've, we've got to talk about this a little bit. So uh, this book uh, is uh, will be released on February 4th, 2013, just a couple days here. And it is called The Kiss, Witch and Wizard. Uh, and this, I believe, is the fourth installment in that uh, series. Um, Rob, I can't I can't see the other author's name. It's too small. Can you read it? Are you are you on your Oh yeah. Okay. I'm nearsighted, so oh, okay. this is uh, perfect for me. Jill Dembowski. Jill Dembowski has co authored this with uh, James Patterson. And uh, I'm gonna read to you the synopsis. Wit and Wisty All Good, a witch and wizard with extraordinary abilities, have defeated the ruthless dictator who long overshadowed their overshadowed their world. But for the first time in their lives, the powerful brother and sister find themselves at odds as Wisty is drawn to a mysterious and magical stranger named Heath. Wisty has never felt as free as she does with Heath, especially when the two of them share and test their magic together. But when a merciless wizard king from the mountains suddenly threatens war, Wisty must make an excruciating choice. Will she unite with, with wit to fight the mounting dangers that could return the world to a tyrant's domain? Or will she trust the beautiful boy who has captured her heart? James Patterson's epic dystopian saga continues as the witch and wizard who have inspired countless imaginations must rally together before the world they fought to save collapses. So next week's book, what do you think? Uh, We already reviewed The Night Circus, (laughs) and uh, I'm sure it's better than this. I would would probably, I would, again, without reading it, I hesitate to say this, but I'm, I'm pretty certain you're correct. Uh, all right. I want everybody to know if you don't believe me that somehow the witch and wizard, what is this called? The kiss, the mm-hmm. fourth, uh, fourth installment of this, uh, series is better than the night circus. You can get the first 16 chapters for free on Amazon right now for your Kindle. So, uh, if you, if you want to prove me wrong, go ahead and download it and read it. Just the first 16 chapters. I'm not telling you by the book. 81 pages shouldn't take you that long. And uh, let us know how it goes. Um, this is a little, and and I'm not I'm not accusing the publisher of being sketchy or whatever. But just realize that this. Well, you mentioned earlier we were looking at the one star review, the one one star review. The book isn't out yet. Yet there are 20 five star reviews, all based on those 16 chapters that you uh, that you mentioned. Hmm, interesting. Now, you know, we talked about this very recently. I don't remember what book it was, but we were talking about it with the one star. Oh, it was um, a Murder and Other Distractions. Like, how do you actually rate a book after three pages and say it's a one star book because you stopped reading it? Right. This is like the opposite of that. Like, I read a third of this book. I'm assuming a third or so, you know, and mm-hmm. it's a five star book because I've had books take, take dumps three quarters of the way through that made them, you know, very poor to, you know, poor reads. So. That's true. I'm looking for Mima on here to see if I can find if she reviewed this one. <laughs> Remember Mima? Yes. Oh, I who could forget Mima? Yeah. There's so. a guy called Potato on here. Robert Potato yeah. Idaho gave it five stars. You say Potato. It, it is and will be an amazing addition to the already perfect series. Can't wait for it to come out. That's not a five star. All right, Robert Potato. 
you honestly don't understand how this works. It can't be a five-star book until you read it, and it's a five-star book. That's why Robert Potato does not have his own book review podcast. Yeah, well, Chicky Poo. Chicky Poo. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> oh, wait, no, there's an Alicia Siegfried. <laughs> and her nickname is Smart Brunette. Great oh. intro to the next book in the series, Witch and Wizard. Amazing and just as good as the others. So, yeah. All right, I'm going to call out one of these. This is by Noon... N- <laughs> N-O-O-N-E. Noon... Uh, um, JP... JP, I believe that's James Patterson. Oh, God. She, all right, go on. <laughs> Always writes really, really good books. I love the Maximum Ride series and the Daniel X series. They were very, very good. I don't want to be the one to break it to noon nah, that um, I, I don't think he really wrote any of those. They're all co-authored yeah. by, you know, the, the small print. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, some people, they like to just live in their fantasy world where, you know, you know, James Patterson uh, writes all these books, even though it's like physically impossible to have done so. Um, yeah. They just like to, you know, delude themselves i guess so there you go so you're saying no no dice on this one for next week no i'm gonna veto that okie doke patterson watch first of the year right yep maybe this year we can actually get some theme watch patterson patterson watch theme music or something even if it's us just screaming james patterson's name in a foreign language <laughs> i don't know i kind of like no 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 or when you were saying, uh, never mind. All right. Gangnam style. Can we talk about, all right, have you, <laughs> are we done with Patterson Watch? I think we're done with Patterson Watch. All right, because there's something I want to talk about that's been bothering me for the last couple of weeks. Have you watched The Following, that new uh, uh, Kevin Bacon TV show? I have not. I do have the first two episodes on the DVR, though. I just haven't uh, gotten around to them. You know the basic, the gist? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so I'm trying to give it as much like credit, you know, like as much of a shot as I can. Mm-hmm. But I watched the first two episodes, and admittedly, the second one was definitely way better than the first. And pilot episodes are always kind of, you know, they're weird. hit or miss because, like, yeah, like yeah. The, they this is the first time they're playing these characters and all that kind of nonsense. But um, I don't know, man. Like, it just seems kind of gimmicky that it's like a serial killer who's obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe and all this nonsense but um, I don't know I'm still watching it for now um, I've heard I've actually mostly heard good things about it um, you're the first person I've heard that's given it any type of like kind of you know non-positive feedback yeah, so not that these know, are reputable just, sources or anything but you know so right it's just kind of cheesy to me but yeah. I got hopes for it if they like if they turn up the focus on the actual like serial killer dude and turn way down the focus on Edgar Allan Poe I think that might be onto something I with you know when you mentioned about pilots I find that one of two things happens either they don't put enough in where it's just really boring or they try to cram so much backstory into a pilot that most pilots yeah. are pretty terrible so my new rule is I usually wait until there's two or three episodes and I try to get through like three is my magic number for a new series I'm interested in. I'll watch three and make a decision on if I'll watch any further. So, yeah, probably after this week's episode, I'll, I'll get around to watching all three, and I'll check back in with you on it next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. 
Anybody got any opinions about uh, uh, the following? Let us know. But the one thing that I think is really awesome, and I and I really like watching it on Hulu. Do you have Hulu? Do you ever watch anything on Hulu? I have not watched. No, I do not. All right. So basically, like every video you watch on Hulu starts out with this dude saying the following whatever is brought to you by and then whatever, you know, advertising, uh-huh. that type of thing. But the following has been doing a lot of uh, advertising on Hulu. <laughs> so <laughs> the following program is brought to you with limited commercial interruption by the following. It's, it's happening all the time lately. So I, I, it just amuses me to no end every time I'm watching something now and the following is advertising for it. That's hilarious. So I really want to. The following is now on Hulu. So I want to start watching the following and have the guy say the following program is brought to you by the following. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Hulu. The, yeah, and you know the announcer guy is like sitting in an office going, there's got to be a different way I can say this. And they're like, nope, this is how we do it every time. And he's like, no, you don't understand because you're not the one that has sound like an idiot doing this. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he's stuck. Uh, yeah. They're all about <laughs> consistency at Hulu, apparently. Oh, Hulu. I've never, I've never, I think I, you know, I did. I tried to, I watched one thing on Hulu. It was a, it's like a weird comic book adaptation something. Which is really cool, not necessarily. I mean, I don't think Hulu did it, but whoever posted up there was it was like comic book characters, but like the background would move. You know what I mean? They had like a weird kind of effect thing. I think it's the only thing I've ever watched on Hulu. Hmm. So, all right. I don't know why I told you that. I guess sometimes I guess sometimes I have to tell stories that make no sense in context with the rest (laughs) of the show. (laughs) Well, I've got one. If you want, if you got a few, I think. (laughs) God damn it! Really? (laughs) Oh. I guess I opened I think, my big mouth. I can't see how I can say no now. <laughs> I think this is once we get to the end of this story, you'll understand why uh, we <laughs> we won the This Is Horror uh, Podcast of the Year 2012 award. Uh, are you ready for this? I, I yeah. All right. So without revealing any names or any personal stuff, I um, am am friends. I am am close with a person who is a manager of a car wash in the town that. <laughs> town that I live in, and uh, oh, this is just so good. Uh, the other morning, she received a call from someone who does some work at Cage, like a maintenance kind of work at the car wash. And he said, Hey, I just want you to know it looks like there's a couple of dudes sleeping in the lobby of the car wash. Now, this is one of those car washes where um, it's like a 24 hour you just pull up and you know, do it yourself kind of car wash. So they have this lobby where you can uh, make change and and buy. You know, air fresheners mm-hmm. and yeah. cleaning cloths and stuff like that. So evidently, these two dudes uh, were sleeping in there, and she's got access to um, the surveillance, the video feed from her laptop. So <laughs> she decides she's going to go on the laptop and you know check it out just to see if you know they had tried to steal anything or vandalize anything. And so she rewinds it all the way back to when they first got there. And they walk into the car wash, and they, I mean, the, they, I'm sorry, they walk into the lobby, they turn up the little heater that's in the lobby, I guess there's a there's a manual control for that, and they just kind of settle in and fall asleep, these two guys. Obviously, they're homeless, from just the way they're dressed, and they have like a garbage bag, you know, full of their belongings, that type of thing. So these two homeless dudes just wander into the lobby, jack up the heat, and go to sleep. So she just kind of lets it roll for a while, and and uh, as time goes... <laughs> This is the good part. Are you ready for this? I'm I'm ready. Middle of the night, or you know, middle of it. They've been there a while, or whatever. 
they they start having sex in the lobby of the car wash. These two homeless guys. Where? So can you? Is there a YouTube link? No, she hasn't uploaded anywhere yet. Uh, against my my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely. It was my suggest. It was like the first thing out of my mouth. Well, the first thing I said was, "That's the awesomest thing I've heard today." And then the second thing was, "Like you could definitely make money off of this." So, yeah. all right. So let me see if I get this straight, though. So, okay. So the homeless guys went in, cranked up the heat, went to sleep. I'm assuming hour, two, three hours. Like they were out for a while, right? They were out for a while. And yeah. And like what? Like one of them woke up and like went over the other <laughs> one was like, "Hey, hey, are you sleeping? Hey, hey, are you awake?" And then they proceeded to to get it on in the car wash lobby. Um, I'm assuming that's how it went down. I didn't get much detail okay. about the actual, like, you know, the moment of love. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm place. trying to like, it's cause, okay. You know, so I can see it the other way. Like they break in the car wash to have sex there. You, you know what I mean? Right, like right. this, but like they like took like a nap first. And I don't like, know, they had just... to work. They had to build up the energy. For oh it. my God. So, so how did this, did they, were they gone at this point or I mean like, <laughs> so were they arrested or what, what's the rest of the. Um, I think they had basically like they cleared Left. out when okay. uh, when maintenance guys showed up. Gotcha. By the um, time that yeah, yeah, and that yeah, so they just kind of moved on or whatever. But uh, I guess, and I guess after the the epic love making session in the in the lobby of this car wash, they just kind of fell back asleep, and that's when maintenance guy found them and and they I guess yeah they probably just moved on. I don't think they were arrested. I, I would have heard if they were arrested. So yeah, <sighs> you know I. Uh... I'm going to preface this by saying... I'm You're going to one-up me on the I, bum sex, no, aren't you? No, 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 no. I'm not suggesting that we do this anymore. But while you were starting to tell this story, you said they were obviously homeless. And I thought, you know what would be great? You and I are not homeless. We should just break into places, take naps, and leave. But then I heard the rest of this story. I'm no longer making that suggestion. That's that's it. So. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I'm glad that that's a deal breaker for you because if you still wanted to go through with the plan, I I, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to have to let you down that yeah, way. The second you said they were obviously homeless, I was like, <laughs> I have the best idea ever. And that idea is not so good anymore. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's that's kind of crazy yeah. and kind of horror. That's a little bit of horror right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I've, like... I heard about this and I was like, man, I just have to tell as many people as possible. I don't care if I have to, I don't care if I like finish up the story and someone's like, what are you guys talking about? And I have to start it like immediately afterwards. <laughs> it's that good of a story. So I'm glad we have it like on the celluloid. In keeping with the latter half of this episode, I would like to give you an award. Um, that story was the best non podcast, non book podcast related story you've told on the show. I would like to give you an award for that. Awesome. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because that totally beat you talking about buying new shoes. Or the pen from earlier. The pen from earlier today. <laughs> yeah. So you've had a lot of entries, <laughs> but still. This one, this one takes the takes the, the top the top honor. So <laughs> homeless car wash sex. Yeah. It's oh, gonna be tough to top. I, I really set the bar high now. Yeah, that's yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. right. Are we are we Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, pretty sure that here. we're pretty much done now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, do we? Do we figure out what we're gonna do next week? Uh, for longtime listeners, you guys probably know that it, it, a lot of times we we struggle with this. We've been really good lately. We've had like shows booked like six, seven, eight weeks out, but we do have we did have a gap in this month's schedule. 
Um, something we were going to review is coming out later than we thought, so we had an opening next week. So we've had some trouble picking this. But during the course of the show, I started thinking, um, what do you think about, so we had mentioned how uh, we were validated as podcast of the year by the last final girl winning the top honors. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't we, uh, what, what do you think about, did you see that the book that took um, the runner-up was Blackbirds by Chuck Wendig? Yeah, I saw that. That name is just like bouncing all over the place. Uh, well, y- yeah, I, I clicked through it um, when we were talking about it earlier. It's a little older than we'd like to go, but I think that that would be, uh, I think that would be a nice, you know, a nice shout out to, uh, you know, a fellow um, award nominee. Um, we already read the novel of the year because that would have been ideal, but we already did that one. So yeah. let's, uh, you want to do that? Yeah, I'm down with that. It'll it'll help us be on our path to being more horror oriented in 2013. Horror oriented. We can't say oriented because that's definitely different. That is uh that is a little bit uh that's a little bit different. But see, you started saying that, and all I could think of was ten minute. The amount of time it takes me to get my Chinese food order, it's always ten minute. <laughs> okay. How long is that going to be? I'd like a General So's chicken, please, for for pickup. Okay, 10 minutes. I had to play. All right, there was a place when I was uh, growing up, when I was a teenager, no matter what we ordered, it was always 10 minutes, no matter what. Is that the case with you? It's always, and it's not ten minutes. It's ten minute, and I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind. Is this? I'm just gonna ask you: Is this place next door to a jewel? Yeah. Okay. I called there one day. They said ten minute as well. <laughs> yeah. There's no s. There's no plural. Exactly. Ten minute. <laughs> it's so. one measurement of ten minute. Exactly. Ten minute. You <laughs> find. I don't. How did we get on this? We were talking about Chuck Wendig's book. You you were horror orienting, and I was right. started thinking about oriental. Never mind. Wow, this just got... I got no word for you, but I'll do it off here. <laughs> um, I, uh, again, we weren't terribly prepared to announce our next book. Um, I'm having some <laughs> trouble finding a synopsis. Oh, do you want to do a synopsis? I found the synopsis for, for uh, Wendig's book. Okay. Miriam Black knows when you will die. Still in her early 20s, she's foreseen hundreds of car crashes, heart attacks, strokes, suicides, and slow deaths by cancer. But when Miriam hitches a ride with truck driver Louis Darling and shakes his hand, she sees that in 30 days, Louis will be gruesomely murdered while he calls her name. Miriam has given up trying to save people. That only makes their deaths happen. But Louis will die because he met her, and she will be the next victim. No matter what she does, she can't save Louis. But if she wants to stay alive, she'll have to try. Cool. Spoiler alert. Can I give you a spoiler right now? Yeah. There's a second book in the series, so I'm thinking Miriam doesn't die. Yeah. Be really weird if she did, though. That would be. That would be really cool. Maybe she dies. Yeah. Well, there's one. If you you tune in next week, you'll find out. That's correct. So, yeah, I think that'll do. We'll do that. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. All right, until next time, uh, from from Podcast of the Year 2012, I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Podcaster of the Year 2012, Rob Olson. Keep reading. You brought me fame and fortune and everything that goes with it. I thank you all. But it's been no bed of roses.